Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, January 15th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. So what's up with gold? The yellow metal has been basically languishing over the last week or so. We saw the big rally on the first day of the year, and then we had the big drop after the Senate runoff in Georgia. And since then, we've basically been trading sideways. Now, the yellow metal did get a little shot in the arm yesterday when Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell trotted out to assure us that the easy money policies aren't going anyplace anytime soon. And Biden announced his big stimulus plan. I'm going to get into that later in the show. When I first started prepping for the show this morning, gold had pushed back above 1850 an ounce, but it's already back below that level. As I record, gold is trading at about 1846 an ounce and silver is at 2522. Now, meanwhile, commodities are on fire. We saw five-year highs in a number of commodities this week, especially agricultural commodities. Corn was up 5% on Wednesday. Wheat was up 4.73%. Oats and rice were up over 2%. Soybeans are over $14 a bushel. Beans in the teens. You know, that was a rallying cry back during the stagflation era in the 1970s. It doesn't happen all that often. And it's not just agricultural commodities charting big price increases. Industrial metals are up. Copper was up 2.13% on Wednesday and hit a five-year high. Oil is also booming. It's up around $53 a barrel. So why the big commodity boom? The conventional wisdom is that it's a sign of impending economic growth. Everybody is convinced Rona is about over and the economy is finally going to make its mythical V-shaped recovery in 2021. Now, somebody might want to tell U.S. employers that weekly jobless claims came in at 965,000. That's the highest number since August. And you'll notice getting disturbingly close to 1 million. Anyway, that's the mainstream analysis. These prices are going up because the economy is about to go on the upswing. And sure, that may be some of it. I mean, even if a grand economic reality isn't actually in the cards, I don't I don't really think it is. If everybody expects it, it would make sense that commodity prices would rise. But I don't think that tells the whole story. I think a lot of this is simply inflationary. I mean, let's get real here. We're not having record economic growth right now. We're still having coronavirus lockdowns, but we are having record growth in the money supply, and that has to impact prices. I mean, historically, the growth in the money supply has never been higher, with the 1970s being the only period that even comes close. In other words, the Fed and the rest of the world's central banks are debasing their fiat currencies. That means more dollars chasing the same amount of stuff, in some cases chasing less stuff thanks to the economic shutdowns. That means the dollar prices are going to go up. That's what we're seeing here. This is a visible sign of the Fed's inflationary policies. So why aren't gold and silver joining the commodities rally? I mean, I can only speculate, but 
I just don't think most people get it. They really aren't worried about inflation, and they see the stock market booming. I mean, why buy a hedge? Why do safe haven when things are going great? Why invest in what is typically viewed as a safe haven when you can buy into a stock market and make real money? And I also think there is some sense out there that interest rates are going to rise. You know, it wasn't long ago that the yield on the 10-year treasury was like 0.4%. We're back over 1% now. Now, 1% isn't a lot historically. It's not really high, but since the trend is upward, I think some people are looking at gold and thinking with rising interest rates, they're better off chasing yield. But look, here's the reality. Interest rates aren't going up. The Fed is not going to let that happen. The Fed can't let that happen. I mentioned Jerome Powell at the top of the show. That was exactly his message yesterday. Powell said an interest rate hike is coming, quote, no time soon. And he pushed back against the notion that the Fed might consider tapering QE. You know, earlier this week, Atlanta Fed President Rafael Bostic came out and said the central bank might consider pulling back on its asset purchases. When I saw this, I was like, wait, what? No way. You can't do that. And I'm absolutely right. The Fed can't do that. It's got a lot more debt to monetize. So Powell came out yesterday to kind of smooth the waters. In fact, it was almost like he was talking right at Bostic. Quote, be careful not to exit too early, Powell said. And by the way, try not to talk about exit if you're sending that signal because markets are listening. Look, these suits can say whatever they want, but there is no way on God's green earth that they are exiting from this monetary policy or tapering or whatever word they want to use. In fact, if I were a betting man, I would put some increasingly worthless fiat on the fact that they will actually increase bond purchases in the next year. Because do you realize how much debt is out there to monetize? Here's what's going on in a nutshell. The U.S. government is running deficits in the trillions. It's selling treasuries to finance all of the spending. The massive supply of bonds out there in the marketplace is pushing prices down and interest rates up. But you can't have increasing interest rates when you're counting on debt to fund your economy. And who wants to buy all of these bonds? I mean, there are only so many bonds Uncle Sam can sell before demand dries up. And one of the biggest buyers in the past, China, is actually dumping U.S. debt. So the Fed is buying treasuries on the open market, creating artificial demand, supporting prices, and keeping interest rates low. It's got its big fat thumb on the bond market in order to finance Uncle Sam's spending spree. So the Fed buys bonds with money it creates out of thin air, and that new money is injected into the economy. That's inflation. That's why commodity prices are rising. Now, what happens if inflation gets too hot? Well, the central bank is supposed to quit QE and let rates rise, but it can't do that because it has to monetize all of this debt. And we have to have the debt because the government has to stimulate the economy. Do you see the vicious cycle we're in here? I've said it before. There is no way out. There's no exit. There's just talk, talk, talk. Meanwhile, the printing presses down in the basement of the Fed building is spitting out dollar bills at warp speed. 
I don't think most people really grasp how much money the government is spending right now. I don't see much reporting on it, but you know, the U.S. government just ran the biggest December budget deficit in history. Think about that for a minute. In over 230 years of American history, the government has never run a December deficit as big as the one it ran last month. It came in at a whopping $143.6 billion. That compares with a $13.3 billion deficit in December 2019. And this is all about spending. I'm going to throw some numbers out. I know numbers can be mind-numbing, but try to wrap your head around this. Uncle Sam spent $490 billion in a single month last December. We're just three months into fiscal 2021, and the federal government has already blown through over $1.3 trillion. In the first quarter of fiscal 2021, the U.S. government ran a deficit of over half a trillion dollars, $572.9 billion to be exact. In other words, in a mere three months, Uncle Sam has pushed the deficit over halfway to $1 trillion. Before last year, the federal government had only run $1 trillion deficits for an entire year four times, all during the Great Recession. As of January 12th, the national debt stood at $27.697 trillion. According to the national debt clock, the debt-to-GDP ratio stands at 130.57%. Now, the response to all of this by your average Joe on the street is, well, Michael, People call me Michael when they want to make a point. Don't you know that we're in the midst of a pandemic? This is temporary. It's necessary. We have to rescue the economy. Okay, sure. So why was the deficit in the year before the pandemic right at that trillion dollar mark? No, there was a spending problem long before coronavirus. And no, it was not because of the tax cuts. If you look at the data, government revenue was generally up last year, even with the tax cuts and the coronavirus. It wasn't up a lot, not up as much as it would have been without the tax cuts, but it was up. The real problem is and always has been on the spending side of the equation. And I don't believe for a minute that the spending is going to suddenly stop once the Rona is done. For God's sake, we have Democrats in control of the White House and Congress. If there is one thing Democrats love to do, it's spend other people's money. Or in this case, money that doesn't even exist. I mean, don't get me wrong, Republicans like to throw a little cash around too, but with Democrats, it's just spend, spend, spend. You know, Biden unveiled his stimulus plan yesterday. Now, mind you, they just passed a 900-some billion dollar relief bill last month. But no, that's not enough. Old Joe wants to spend another $1.9 trillion. It's called the American Rescue Plan. Actually, it's more like throwing a drowning man an anvil in the long run, but whatever. Here are some of the highlights from this rescue plan. Direct payments of $1,400 to most Americans, so you get your check. Increasing the federal per week unemployment benefit to $400 and extending it through the end of September. That'll really get people to go back to work, right? $350 billion in state and local government aid. $170 billion for K-12 schools and institutions of higher education. $50 billion more 
toward coronavirus testing. $20 billion toward a national vaccine program in partnership with the states, localities, and tribes. And it also includes a national minimum wage hike to $15 an hour because, you know, raising labor costs is a great way to boost employment, said no sane, economically literate person ever. Oh, and by the way, Biden still wants to do the $10,000 student loan forgiveness. That's not in this plan, but he wants to do it. And get this, there's another infrastructure bill in the works. So this $1.9 trillion is just the start. Now, have I mentioned that the federal government is broke? There is no $1.9 trillion. There isn't even a dime in the couch cushions at the Treasury Department. All of this money will have to be borrowed, and it will have to be monetized by the Fed. That means we haven't seen the start of the money printing yet. You know, Bostick can run around and talk about tapering QE all he wants. He's full of crap. In his podcast this week, Peter Schiff said we are heading for an inflationary holocaust, a death spiral of inflation, where the more inflation increases, the more the Fed has to create. I'm going to link to that podcast in the show notes page. It's worth taking a listen to. So I ask this question about every week. Are you ready for this? If you aren't, or if you just don't know, I highly recommend talking to a Shift Gold Precious Metal Specialist today. These guys are very knowledgeable. They can look at your personal situation, your portfolio, your investment goals, and help you figure out how gold and silver can help you navigate the crazy times that are ahead. Just give them a call, 1-888-GOLD-160, or just shoot them an email at info at shiftgold.com. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes. We're on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links to all of that stuff on the show notes page. We also have a new social media presence. Shift Gold is now on MeWe. There's a link to that on the show notes page. I appreciate you listening to the show. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I'll talk to you next time.